Whoa, what's up? It's Blake, Blizzy Robinson, owner of the Loyalty Club, professional drummer, you know, God-fearing man. West Bank, West Side, Marrero, Harvey. That's where I grew up at. So, let's bring it back. So tell everybody, when did you first started drumming? Or tell us when the first time you actually I'm like, received your first I'm like, drum set. I first started drumming, see, when I was like, I would say two years old, two or three years old, maybe four. That's the uh, my first memory. I used to just grab the pots and pans out of my mama uh, pantry or whatever, and just bang on it. And she knew I, and she uh, kind of discovered that I had like a little rhythm. So every Sunday or every Wednesday, whenever we go to church, she just sit me next to the musicians, and then I just picked it up like that. I ain't never take no lessons or nothing. I just picked it up like because she's in church. Yeah, pretty much. Hey. God given, uh, what you call it, gift. So, how old were you when you first um, like started to actually play drums in church? Cheap. Probably like six. But I never really played like consistently because they always had like, like growing up in church, back in the day in the 90s, you had like, it was like a waiting list like <laughs> to play instruments. So you have like four or five drummers you in front of you and they always older than me so I never really got to play that much when I was young so I actually really just started playing like consistently at church probably like the last five years six seven years probably but up until then I was just play when somebody would miss because we always had drummers ahead of me okay even though it was my dad church but I still had to wait yeah, my turn it wasn't like oh this your dad church you get to skip everybody it was like no you gotta wait your turn but it's not like, I don't feel like it's like that today in church because I don't feel like a lot of young kids go to church. That's why we have like a shortage of musicians in church, which sucks. But yeah, that's a whole nother topic. All right. <laughs> so how long have you been when I'm like professional drummer? Gee, I would say since 2011 or 12, I want to say, when I got with you easy. Yeah, that's when I, like, I didn't even know what a professional drummer was at first because I just played for fun. And then G took me on the road. I'm like, damn, you can really get this. You can get this. You can get this endorsement. You can do this. You can travel. You can actually make money doing this. Like, he really opened my eyes. And then once he did that, once I see, like, I see something, I'm going to just focus in on it. I'm going to just go hard with it. Like, all it takes is for me to see it and see how it's running. Or then I'm going to do my thing with it. So how did you actually... I'm like, meet G-Eazy. I met G-Eazy actually through the clothes. When we had a brand called Sloppy Seconds back in the day. And they, they used to sell it at uh, Traffic Boutique. And he seen a shirt that we had in there. Uh, and was like, man, what brand this is? So uh, the dude that owned the store told me that G-Eazy came in there looking. And he seen the shirt. It was like he was trying to see if he can get one or whatever. So I hit him up. He had made a post like I'm uh, going on tour and their local brands want to give me clothes, blah, blah, blah. So I just hit him up like, man, I got some stuff for you. And that's how we built the relationship. And then we was just cool from that. And then he had a drummer before me, but he ended up quitting and moving back to, because uh, they was all in college at this time. He ended up moving back to his hometown or whatever. 
And then they was looking for drummers, looking for drummers. So I just tell like, man, you know I play drums, right? And then I just go over there and just play on the little set during their practice time. And then they had auditioned a whole bunch of other drummers. And then it was just like, huh, man, you got it, dog, because we ain't finding the person we need. And then he was like, yeah, you, you could do it, dog. You got you the best one we done seen because we tired of doing auditions and all that. It's how does it feel being from, I'm like, Louisiana and just traveling around the world and just drumming and just seeing different sights and different things like that? It feel good because it take you out your like your bubble, you know what I'm saying? It's like I got to see a lot of stuff and have like a lot of experiences early. Like I feel like that opened up to my mind to like being accepting of all different type of people. Cause you know in New Orleans, I'm mostly around black people. When I go with G, it's all like white people. So I had to learn how to deal with both sides type thing. Cause you know, it's like if you only have an experience with this certain type of people, you ain't gonna know how to move around when you get around this crowd of people. So I feel like that's the thing I learned the most from uh, being with G is how to maneuver in different situations and still be myself. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, not change who I am, but you know, you just gotta know how to move around certain different type of people. I can't come in uh, with the New Orleans thing. I gotta switch up my lingo sometimes because they're not gonna understand how we talk in New Orleans when I'm on the road and with this type of person and that type of person. So, you know, you just gotta know how to maneuver. And speaking of like, you know, for like Hurricane Katrina, if like most people didn't actually have a clue what the hell New Orleans people were saying. Right. For <laughs> real. Like, huh? For real, boy. Yeah, that's facts. But it's like, also, when you travel on like up north, you know, people don't understand what you're saying. Like, why are you talking so fast? Right. And, and like, most people think New Orleans people are actually, are like Jamaican or like Caribbean or something right, like right, that. Right, right, Yeah, I don't even feel like my New Orleans accent is that strong. It's just, I don't know. They got, yeah. I don't think mine is that strong, but when I go out of town, they be like, damn. <laughs> so crazy. I be like, damn, for real? Yeah, uh, okay. So actually, I'm like, what year did you come up with? I'm like the name of the Loyalty Club, and like, how did you come up with it? And also tell us, I mean, why did you come up with? It? So like I said, we had the brand called Sloppy Seconds. Like this was like high school, all up until like like the, the first one year of college that I did do, and we had that, and then we just felt like. We outgrew the name, and then all of us started going different ways in our life because I had two other partners, uh, Burger and Kaz. Kaz had moved to Atlanta. Burger was, uh, he picked like a different type of lifestyle than us. Like, he got his life together. <laughs> like, we was just out here still doing our thing, but he went and got married, you know, have kids. He picked the right lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? So I just feel like we all just kind of like was going different ways, so. That kind of died down, and with the name, people thought it was childish. Like, I'm not wearing nothing to see no sloppy seconds. So I'm like, dang, we can't really build nothing <laughs> with this name, you know what I'm saying? So one day, but we always stood on loyalty, cause like, we still all friends to this day, and loyalty was always like a big thing in our crew. So I'm like, dang, I let the sloppy seconds die down, then I just came up with the loyalty club, and that's when Jerry came about, like a few years, I used to beg that nigga, Cause Jared was always around, even when we had sloppy seconds. He would just always buy shirts from us. Like this one, we was painting them and everything. And I would always ask this nigga, man, I need your help, son. Cause when we used to, we used to always take like trips to Miami and trips to everywhere. And Jared would have that junk. Like he'd have an itinerary for everybody. And me, I ain't the type of person that's about to do all. Like, I'm gonna get up and go type of person. You know what I'm saying? But Jared had too much organized. 
Yeah, I ain't, I ain't, nah. I don't like doing all that paperwork and type stuff. But Jerry, had that junk organized. That's what we doing at this time. We going to breakfast at this time. This the hotel we staying at. This the cup. So I'm looking at this. I'm like, dang, this is the type of person I need because this, the stuff I don't like doing type junk. And he really agreed at. So around that was around what. 2013, 14, and then I would say 2015 when we got the logo, that's when they kind of like all came together. So like, you know, I'm like creating, I'm like the Logic Club for us right now, as you can see. Mm -hmm. What can you say, I'm like, has me your, I'm like greatest, I'm like one, well your greatest, I'm like actually, I'm like accomplishment as one, I'm like fashion designer. Dang, that's a hard question. I don't know, cause I feel like we steady, like when you in it, I feel like you ain't really paying attention. Like, it's like, you really gotta take, it's not until I go back and look at the pictures and all the stuff I did or we did. And I be like, damn, we really did this, we did this, we did this. But it's like, once you in it, you ain't really paying attention. You just kind of like focus on getting bigger and getting better and making sure you get your drops on time. But like, I would say, uh, the puff jacket, the multicolor puff jacket. I feel like we got that on a couple people like Elvin Kamara, No Cap. That was a good little moment. Wale had some stuff on back in the day. The uh, Letterman jacket. That was a good moment. Uh, now I always gotta say our All Star Weekend pop up. When that was 2000. When that last All Star was 2017. I wanna say. That's what made us realize we needed a store. That was that pop up was fire. I mean, we got a lot of nice little moments. Okay. Okay, so being a fashion designer, what do you think has been your like greatest and like hardest on like task? Like getting stuff in, <laughs> keeping stuff stocked in the store. Like that's what <laughs> that's the hardest thing, cause like we got so much different things going on and it's like if we take our focus off, like, see, we was doing music, and then when we was doing music, we was going hard with the music. We were seeing progress, but the clothes was like, and we wasn't dropping as much stuff, you know what I'm saying? Because we was focused on music stuff. So it's really just, I don't know, trying to keep everything balanced and make sure we got this stuff in production, making sure we meet the dates that we're trying to meet, and yeah. I answered the question? Mm -hmm. That the question, though. Yeah. So, opening it, opening um, actually, on the up one flagship store, you know, it, it, like most like fashion designers, I'm like rather have on website or just on hand. Like, do you feel like it's hard to like you know have that overhead and just hire people and just always stay open and be I mean consistent? Yeah, it's hard because you gotta find it's hard to find good people. Period to do anything, and especially when you like. When you running a business and you young and you black and you in a predominantly white area of the city and you trying to run a store and i don't know it's just hard because you got to trust people that's gonna uh come in here and not like ruin your reputation on the block type junk because like i can't hire a nigga one a person and they come in here and they want to use this at the trap house you see what i'm saying it's like it's a business a place of business like you can't be coming in here selling your weed and selling this and selling that. Like, like this is a place of business and it's hard to trust people because everybody got a side hustle and they want 
No. Everybody have they on a different on their motives. Right, right, right. And it's like, no, like I gotta keep this clean because my mama pull up here, my daddy pull up here. They be like, like, what are you doing? Right, like what's going on out here? Niggas outside smoking weed, doing this and doing that. No, my nigga, this a place of business. Do that on your own time. Like we run a professional business at the Loyalty Club. Facts. Okay, so like you know, tell us. I'm like, what's I'm like next for y'all? What's next? For you know, I'm at the Loyalty Club. Uh, really, we about to start doing pop up shops again because we was doing like a lot of a lot of pop up shops before the pandemic. So we about to start doing that, and pretty much still focused on the music with our artists. It's pretty much just trying to expand, get bigger, man. To be honest, what you trying to get bigger, trying to get uh more notoriety, get our name out there more, get our faces out there more, and you know. Steady, being consistent, really, being more consistent. That's what's next. We're gonna keep our foot on niggas next this year. Okay. So tell us what's next for Blizzy, the I'm a professional drummer. Do you plan on having you know drumming classes for you know if like on the youth, bringing them to church? You know what's and what's so, next? Every summer I do drum lessons at my church. For the summer camp, that's the one we I like to give back and train like the next generation of drummers. So I do that for the summer camp. So if you kids want to come get drum lessons, you know, pull up to 3034 Andover Street, New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, summer camp start on June 13th or 14th, one of them days. So I'm gonna probably be there. I'm gonna be there doing some drum lessons. So I think it's gonna be on Tuesday and Wednesdays. But other than that, I know still on the road with G. But I think we got some stuff coming up in August. I'm probably gonna be in Europe that whole month, and you know, I'm gonna be. You can check, catch me drumming every Sunday at my church, Marine and Mama Rag Community Church. <laughs> my dog Darren Iden pulled up on me a couple times. You know, see, I'm there every Sunday 9 a.m. If you wanna come through, check us out. So, last but not least, tell everyone. I'm like, what can they find you at on social media and just everywhere? You can find me at Blizzy LC. That's B-L-I-Z-Z-Y LC. That's my personal page. You can find a brand page at the Loyalty Club. You can find a music page at Loyalty Club Sound. And yeah, that's where I'm at. Come check me out. Shoot a nigga a DM or something. All right, we done.